Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Holla at your boy. A tremendous Tuesday to you as we dive into the 16th day of June 2020, the 24th Tuesday already of the year. Uh, Man, I've got a lot on my mind. So grab your favorite beverage, whether that be a caffeinated beverage, a cup of java, a tea, a water, whatever it looks like, a juice, and uh, let your boy Sammy go off for a little bit here. It's the Everyday Saturday Podcast, the number one motivational show on the planet as rated by my friends and family. And it's the show I started back in the latter part of 2005. You know, what funny story, this wasn't even a podcast. I said I've been podcasting since 2005. Really, it was 2007 that this went on iTunes, but I had been creating audios, which were podcasts that I didn't realize they were podcasts. I was putting them on these different platforms out there on the internet. And uh, (laughs) it was just... And what a crazy story. Man, I'd love to share that story. Maybe I'll t- maybe, well, why don't I just do it right now? Maybe I'll do several podcasts today. Would that be so bad if I actually just didn't do one show today? Try to keep the show 8 to 10 minutes every day. It's your quick hit show. Get you inspired, motivated, and empowered to go out and live your best life today. Just today. Because I, I believe, and I think you would subscribe to this belief as well, that if you get a good day going today, you can build on that. And if you get a good couple minutes, you can build on that. A couple hours turns into a great half a day. Not the whole day is going to be perfect. Never is. That's the beauty of life. It's challenges. Would you agree right now we have significant challenges in the world as of June of 2020? Man, 2020, historians are going to look back. Like if you say, hey, what, what the people are going to say to historians, can you be more specific? Like what month of 2020 do you specialize in? <laughs> as we look back and the, what the crazy times we live in. But when I look back, um, you know, back to 2005, it was a very sketchy time in my life because um, as I'm ta- as I'm creating this podcast, it's funny. This is pretty wild. So I had no idea I was going to talk about this, which is really what my show is all about. Uh, I, I hit the record button. And some of you, I think, when, when for example, if you book a call and the whole way I earn income is I send people to my calendar. They go to launchwithsam.com. And they book a call with me when they're ready to launch their brand. Their their every day is Saturday, whatever that looks like to them. You know, I've coached my man Ron Jones, the network anchor uh, in Atlanta. I've coached my man Ian. You heard him on the show recently. Made thirteen, fourteen grand over the past month. We've been working together. Luke and Angeline and all of these amazing people. And I can't even start naming because I'm going to forget some, and that's even worse. It really is. I'm that guy that starts naming. Have you ever done that? You start thanking people, and then you're like, oh, uh. I know there's more. I'm forgetting. That's the danger. So I just thank all of you that have, you know, uh, coached with me one-on-one. And what's pretty wild is that I've never really changed the format of the show. Uh, When I first started recording audios, I would hit the record button and just start talking. 
And 15 years later, I'm hitting the record button. I've just started talking. It's kind of my brand, you know. I've got, trust me, I've gotten a lot of advice from people. You know, you should do more interviews. I don't want to do interviews. I, everybody does interviews. I don't want to do interviews. Um, I don't, you should have a, I don't want to have a co-host. I don't want to have advertisers. I think that's a lot of people are shocked I don't have advertisers and sponsors on the show. And I think everybody loves that. Have you ever listened to a podcast where it takes five minutes to get into the actual podcast because they're reading you know, the one thing I do ask, and I don't do this enough, would you please leave a five-star rating, whether you're catching the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your, this podcast, can you pause it even right now or make a note at the end of this to leave a five-star rating for the show? I ask that because it helps a lot. It mainly helps people find the show, uh, better ratings, better success with the podcast. And then what it also does, it shows there's relevance you know, to the show. I don't sell anything on this podcast. Uh, I, I do this for you. I do this for the ratings, for the reviews. And um, I think I've been stuck right around that eight 900 range, at least in the U.S. I know there's international platforms. But wherever you are, wherever you're listening to the show, would you make a note at the end of this particular show to leave a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitch, or anything? That would mean a lot. That really does. Um, so when I first started, uh, I... It was. I remember I was thinking about this this morning. I went on a run. I've been biking a lot lately. I bought a bike for 500 bucks off Facebook Marketplace. A Trek. Is it an FX1? I'm not even a biker. It looked nice. Here's how. Here's how I do stuff. In the moment, does it feel good? Yes, do it. Why? Because you know I'm gonna regret not doing it. And I knew, I was just at the bike store and. I talked to a guy. I've had Susan's bike. We got her a little tricycle. Had to get that tuned up. But we buy everything off Facebook Marketplace. Don't buy anything new, especially something like that. Uh, so we got our great Schwinn, uh, and we had it tuned up for 50 bucks or whatever. She loves it. Then I bought a bike, and the ad was ridden one time. Bought it. My husband bought it, rode it once. We had another kid, and we just don't have time. I totally get that. That's the story. That's the power of a story. I'm, so many people spend time trying to frame their story in the right way. Like, oh, does this sound good? Just tell the story. You know, Don't worry about professional copywriter. You'll have time for that. The way I train people when we start working together, get to 50 grand. All right, get your brand, get to 50,000. Once you get to 50,000, then you can start spending money on your funnel and building products out and doing a membership site. But everybody does it backwards. You know, you want to spend all that money up front on a membership site when you don't even know if people want it, number one. And number two, it's a lot of money and a lot of time. Just start coaching, consulting, selling your product or service one-on-one -on -one or in small groups. Get the 50,000, take some of that money, and now you can start investing it, buy a little more technology and things like that. So she told the story, very simple. I get it. Does that resonate with you? Have you ever bought something, you didn't use it, and you thought it was going to be a good idea at the time? It wasn't, so now you're selling it. She said, we paid 800 for it. We'll sell it for 500 And I was like, great. And I don't negotiate that stuff. If I want it, I want it. I buy it. I was going to give her $500 right then and there. So it was actually $550. So I went, I messaged her on Messenger, said I want it because I knew somebody would snatch it up. It's bike season. The guy at the bike store was telling me the other day, he said, you can't even buy a bike. Like, I, because I asked him, I bought my wife one on Facebook Marketplace for 200 We went biking yesterday for the first time ever. Ever. Been married 22 years, never went biking together. Um, and it was amazing. I loved it. Now, we can only go a couple miles because my wife isn't in that type of, like, she's just not used to biking. She hadn't probably ridden a bike since she was 12, you know. But I felt that it was a great day for our marriage. Um, and I always want to try to, my wife is very intentional about dating. We don't get a chance to go out to dates like a lot of people do and have that glass of wine and go out dancing. We can't do that. We have a five-year-old who still is, especially in quarantine with coronavirus, very uh, immune compromised, special needs. Um, can't have just any babysitter babysit her. Uh, how about that back-to-back? -back? Can't have anybody watch her. 
uh, that's really not qualified. She still has a G tube. It just, you know, she's kind of, it's a five alarm fire if something bad were to happen with any kid, but let alone someone like our daughter, Susan. So we can't go on dates. You know, if we go on a date, it's at three o'clock in the afternoon or at the very latest, we'll go out at five. I always joke with my wife, we're going to the blue haired special, you know, all the old people with the fish fry. That's us. But hey, you do what you do, man. And we got it better than a lot of other people who can't go on a date because maybe they're broke or maybe they don't have a significant other. So I'll take it anytime I can get. So we went on a bike ride yesterday. It was amazing. And I think about all of this. I think how far I have come in my life to be able to bike with some, to be married, number one, you know, um, to be able to have somebody who actually stuck with me this long, this many years, you know, since 1996, we were on our first date. We saw Mission Impossible June of 1996, the original Mission Impossible in Niagara Falls, New York. That's where I used to live. North Tonawanda, New York. And I just think of all of that. And I was thinking about that today. And I was thinking back 15 years. I was on my run this morning. And so I went biking yesterday. I went biking last night with my daughter, Madeline. I went biking by myself. Like, I'm biking, I'm biking, 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 biking. I love it. I haven't ridden a bike since I was 13. You know, I haven't owned a bike. So I went around a run this morning. I'm thinking, man, I remember when I used to go running in 2005 and by the way this podcast is going to go over 10 minutes so i'm probably going to cut it here and do a part two maybe even a part three i just like to keep these shows around 10 to 12 minutes for you so uh, i'm going to keep going with this story and then we'll cut it and i'll do a part two for you all right but i remember back in 2005 because i really think right now i've got so much on my mind i want to share with you and I, i really think this will this will help you regardless of where you are in your journey And it was 2006. So I had quit my job in May of 2005. The Quiznos didn't work, went bankrupt, lost 300 grand, had to go back to the job. And now fast forward to the summer of 2006 and everything changed. I was about to get a bonus check for about 40 to $50,000, which let me tell you right now, I'd never gotten a bonus that high, but I was back in sales and I crushed it. Wrote 300% of my sales objective, was the number one salesperson and blah, blah, blah. Everybody hated me. Everybody was jealous. Everybody thought I was getting fed the good leads and all that stuff. See, that stuff, guys, let me tell you. Whenever you find success at any level, there's going to be snipers and haters and everybody. You're just going to have to deal with that. I look back now and I just laugh. Like, I don't have any ill will towards them because at the time I'm like, what the hell is your problem? Like, I'm working. I'm, I'm I'm not working eight hours a day because I don't have to. I'm working three hours a day. And I'm enjoying, I mean, life was never better than it was after that bankruptcy because I had no credit. So I had no debt. All I had was my mortgage and a car payment. And I had to, three kids under the age of five. So that was my main why. Like, that's why I was, and I was about to get a bonus check for 30, 40, 45 grand, something like that. Crazy kind of money. I'd never had that single lump sum payment. But now I was itching to get out of the job again. I could start to feel that. And, then, and I, was tor- I was like torn in my mind. I'm like, man, what are you doing, Sam? You're going to make 100 grand working three to four hours a day. Like, you've got the life. You wake up. You don't have to be in the office anymore at five, six in the morning. You have coffee with your wife. You hang out with your kids. You watch a little bit of the news. And then you go on about your day, and I was going for a run in the neighborhood, and I was—I I had an iPad Nano. Do you remember those things? Little iPad Nano, and it would have a bunch of downloaded music. Ooh, you know, we could down, like no cassette tapes anymore, no eight tracks, you know? And if you don't know what a Walkman is, good Lord, you're way too young to be listening to this podcast. But anyway, it wasn't a Walkman or anything like that. And I would listen to music and run through the neighborhood. And I would then started listening to, and I couldn't believe this was even available. I was listening to podcasts. Like I would listen to audio motivation and I would just run through the neighborhood and just feel, I'm not trying to get like too sappy here, but I would just feel an immense amount. Like I was swimming in gratitude, like bathing in gratitude. Like it was just consuming me. Like I was so grateful that I had made it through the storm of the financial calamity, 
that even though, you know, I had lost my entire identity as a corporate executive, that I was grateful that I had so much money coming in that month, that I had any money coming in that month, but I could not believe, I could not wrap my mind around nine months, how fast my life had changed. So I'm going to stop the podcast right here, pick up part two, how fast my life had changed in just nine months. And I want to share with you the mindset, I think this is really going to help you. So by the way, um, just leave a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast after this one, and then listen to the next one. I appreciate you. All right, I'm back with part two. Here we go.